Let the children come to me, and do not prevent them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, that good parishioner from St. Agnes in Long Island, that's Frank Alasia. Hey, Frank, how's it going tonight? I'm doing okay, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. And the topic tonight is my kids don't go to mass. And this is a lament that we hear from almost all of our adult Catholic friends, especially people our own age. Do any of your friends ever say this, Frank? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a common, it's a common problem, you know, but you know, look, every parent can find something often many things that they could have done better in raising their kids. And that includes raising them to be good, faithful Catholics. But, you know, I mean, remember, even if you do everything perfectly, your children have free will. Jesus himself, the perfect teacher, he even lost one of the 12. And the majority of people who Jesus came across didn't follow. So, look, you have to do your best and, um, you know, just, just, just work at it. Well, no doubt. The first thing I would want to say to all my brothers and sister parents out there is you are not alone, to say the least. We are all on a spiritual journey, and this is a burden that we're all bearing. And whether or not you are comforted by this knowledge or not, please know that this is a shared suffering within the Catholic Church. And the second thing is, as Frank is saying, don't blame yourself for this situation. I mean, you may feel that you did everything you could when they were growing up to teach and encourage them, you took them to mass. And now that they're out of the house, they're not interested. Or you may feel that you didn't do enough and you feel guilty about what's happened. But in either case, there are powerful forces in the culture that draw and have drawn millions of people away from the mass and from the sacraments, no matter what you did or did not do in the past. Yeah. Right? And you love, yeah. Right. Your love for your children isn't conditional, right? It's relational. I think it's very important that whatever you do with them, you have to keep the lines of communication open with them. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it, it just, if, if you, if you badger them you know, sometimes, uh, well, most of the times like that won't work. Uh, unfortunately, that's one of my faults. Cause I, I do do that. You know, they say, Oh, you know, the reason I don't go is cause you're always, you know, you're always on me about it. So I said, okay, I, I lay off for a month and I go, are you going? No. I said, well, I laid off. That didn't work. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to come after you again. Like I said, that's, that's, that's one of my faults, but, um, you well, know, we, that's kind of just the way. Yeah. Well, we all get frustrated. And, but there's right. a, I have a couple of suggestions. First of all, I would say to uh, uh, parents, strengthen your own prayer life. Okay. And add an additional prayer or prayer practice to your weekly activities. We're in a battle. You need the help of an intercessor. And of course, Mary is the greatest of all. So add the memorare or the Hail Holy Queen or the rosary, of course, or, or uh, even the surrender novena that Frank can refer you to. Or Padre Pio, Sister Faustina, remember that at Cana, at the wedding, Mary knew there was a problem. They have no wine. She went immediately and told her son this. That's all she did. And then she said to the waiters, do whatever he tells you. And I think that gospel is a deep lesson about Mary's intercessory power. And the second thing is, you know, read good books. Uh, go to CatholicAnswers.com. Go to the Augustine Institute, formed. Many parishes subscribe to that. Of course, Word on Fire, which has excellent young evangelists with practical suggestions for, you know, real life situations. Seek out articles that will be of interest and of help to you in discussing Catholic topics. 
And as my journalism teacher said in college, if you don't like what you're reading, read something else, but strengthen your knowledge of your faith. I think that's really important. It's very underrated. And, you know, if you don't know the answers to the questions they have, you know, get to somebody who does, or you yourself go and, and, and try to find out the answers because the Catholic church has the answers. Unfortunately, people don't, don't always avail themselves of, or they're not knowledgeable enough to answer kids when they come to you with, you know, with these different complaints, which are really excuses or laziness for not going, right? Well, I mean, it, it depends. When, when you're speaking to your adult kids, it, first of all, I don't think it helps to say, hey, what, when you're, while you're home, why don't you join us at Mass? Or since it's Mother's Day, your mother would really appreciate it if you came to Mass. I mean, if they want to do that, that's great. But forcing that doesn't work. No. But I would say when you're talking to them, be interested and curious about what your child thinks and says. I mean, you might say, what do you and your friends think about the church's charitable work, for example, or, or any topical subject? point out that every parish makes a commitment in its mission statement to help the poor. And the Catholic Church is the most charitable organization in the world and ask them if they'd like to help uh, in that area. Uh, I also say make sure to allow the young person to say what they want to say. Listen and be able to play back accurately what you just heard. And of course, don't be defensive, but be affirmative about what you have experienced. I mean, look, honestly, in my life, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Right. And this, this relationship with Christ, uh, for me, is fulfilling and brings me peace. I think that's important to witness to them. Yeah, you want, you want to share that with them. And, you know, you, you, can't, you can't be aggressive, but you have, to be, uh, you have to be intentional. And you have to have the hope that, that, the, that these things uh, work out. You know, you feel like telling your kids, where do you think you're going without God? I mean... If we surrender our talents to God, he'll perfect them. The devil is in their ear saying, don't trust him. And that's that's something that like I can't, you know, it's hard for me to get my head around that, that people don't understand that. But really, you know, God controls everything. And that's why you must have that relationship with him. And like you said, prayer, reading good, reading good books, that's how you attain grace to fight off all the evil influences of, of society. Well, you, you alluded to this, but I think the overriding theme in our dialogue with our adult Catholic children should be two things. One, the light of reason tells us that there is a God and that the light of faith tells us who God is. I mean, kids will say that, you know, human intelligence created the space shuttle or the mobile right. phone, but what created the intelligence that created those things? And through by reason, we, we, it's something greater than that exists. And, as far as who God is, God is love, we say. So look around. Creation is an act of love. I mean, we believe that men and women are made in the image and likeness of God. So the creation itself is a love story, and we're commanded by God to love. And its teachings, the church's teachings, grow out of the love of God and his creations. Yeah, without, without question. You know, um, one of the things that this, uh, this book that I, that I have called Saintly Solutions about you know, irreligious children or children don't go to church. It says parents and children are meant to be a source of mutual grace and encouragement, helping one another to come closer to God. You know, that unfortunately that doesn't always happen. And, you know, you look at the great saints of the church. I mean, St. Monica is a perfect example of that, you know, but what did she do? She persevered in hope and in prayer. Let God work the miracles. You know, 
some are going to happen some are going to happen in a flash and others it's going to take a long time but like you were telling me before it's it's really for the benefit of us god's trying to perfect us you know uh the the parent maybe uh in in may, that may well of, be yeah the length of how long uh it takes for, for your, your your child to come around you know back to the church and ultimately, you know, as you said, you're not asking your child to go to mass so that some miracle will happen to them while they're there. Although if that's God's will, that's great. Right. And no words from us can ever change their mind or get them to start going to church. It is the Holy Spirit who accomplishes that. We're Without asking fight. them, I think we're asking them to see us in a relationship with a person, the person right. of Jesus Christ. We're not talking about organized religion, right, Frank? No. <laughs> well, you know, when kids, kids will say stuff like that. I don't believe in organized religion. I say like, well, you know, look at your, look at your regular life. Do, do you like an unorganized house? Do you like an unorganized doctor when you go see him or an unorganized, uh, you know, financial advisor? It's ridiculous. You know, you, you know, you want, you, you need that structure. You need that organization. You know, well, the church isn't only, isn't all rules and regulations, but, you know, look, everybody's welcome, but not everything goes. And that's what that's what. And, but that's for your own benefit. Well, you I know, think that that punish you. that term that alone implies a point of view from outside of the church. I mean, for people of faith, it's not a company or an enterprise that you join and you pay dues to and you follow the rules. That's right. not what church. That's not what church. No. It's a living, breathing body. It's God and His people on a journey to everlasting life. So that's the way we think of that. You know, uh, and as far as many of us sent our kids to Catholic university, I, I wrote this in my book. Does God speak to us? What about me? My daughters went to Catholic colleges and enjoyed, right. particularly the masses there. You know, Sunday evenings filled to capacity. Beautiful young choir, twenty Eucharistic ministers, and the sermons were directed precisely for them. But there are also many un-Catholic or anti-Catholic cultural practices that are encouraged in schools. And so we can't rely on the universities to bolter, bolster, you know, the Catholic identity. No, and oftentimes, you know, you hear that. I sent my kids to 16 years of Catholic education and they don't practice the faith. You know, the Catholic education system, it isn't always a magic bullet. You know, it's, 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 it might not be the be all and the end all, but I think that the, the family practices and stuff that you do, hopefully, eventually, that will rub off and they and they will they will eventually come back, you know, through our prayers and sacrifices and, and our example. You know, I, I you alluded to it earlier. St. Monica was a model of patient prayer. And she right. prayed for her son for 18 years for her son, Augustine's conversion. And from that, maybe we can learn that maybe that was God's will for her in her own spiritual journey. And prayerfully, we can say, maybe it's God's will for us that we carry this burden of what? Sadness, temptation to despair, right. but that we're asked by God to persevere in prayer and in hope. So I guess what we're saying to folks is don't lose hope, folks. Hang in there. Yep. You said it beautifully. Thanks, Deacon. Hey, folks. Uh, also, depending on your podcast platform, follow us, okay? Or send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com, anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. I'm not going to lose hope. I'll talk to you next time, okay? Take care. Me, the deep end.